Hi there, this is Wade Kipley, and you are listening to Wednesday with Wade. Now, 2020 is, for the lack of a better word, crazy. Teachers are seeing the craziness firsthand this fall. Every Wednesday, I'm going to dialogue with a teacher about learning, about teaching, leading, living, and growing in a year unlike any other. So, join me and my guest every Wednesday on Wednesday with Wade. Gal Nation, Wade here. Before we get started with the episode today with Randy and Josh, I uh, wanted to share a quick thought with you guys. And that's the difference between being socially distant and being physically distant. Uh, I think we're, we're using the wrong verbiage right now. And we absolutely need to be physically distant, um, keeping six feet between us. Uh, but right now, in these months to come, especially, we cannot be socially distant. And never has it been more important to reach out to people we care about. Uh, text, call, Zoom, whatever form of com- communication it takes to check in on the people we care about. So let's be physically distant today, uh, but let's make sure we are indeed social and we take care of those that we care about. Greetings from the Big Kipper on Wednesdays with Wade, the night that uh, we're going to have Josh Kipley and Randy Kipley on and the tradition of great educators in the Kipley household. Josh is a premium athlete, therefore teaching physical education at Red Oak, Iowa. And Randy, the guy that can't be smarter than a fifth grader, so he teaches fourth grade at Canton Elementary in Canton, South Dakota. These two guys are Great teachers, great educators, and they have kids at heart all the time. So I'm proud of the fact that they are uh, being part of uh, uh, Wednesdays with Wade. So you guys keep up the great work. Keep leaning on your uh, cousin Wade for inspiration because he's on top of it. Go fight, win. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Wade here. This is episode 11, Wednesday with Wade. This is a special episode in the sense that we've got uh, three Kipleys. We've got the Kipley crew here tonight, Uh, both my cousins. I've got Josh Kipley and Randy Kipley here with me. Uh, Josh is a physical education teacher at Red Oak in Iowa, and Randy is a fourth grade teacher at Canton, South Dakota, and they are here with me tonight. Josh, Randy, how are we doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Doing good. Looking forward to it. All right. All right, fellas. Um, in the spirit, so um, obviously not everybody that listening is a Kipley, but a tradition with the Kipleys. So every July or early August, uh, we meet typically. 2020 was obviously different, um, but we meet family reunion. We call it Christmas in July. Uh, one of the nights that we're all together, we open presents, and one of the, the Kipley rules is we always start with the youngest and then um, go on to the oldest with uh, our Uncle John finishing it off. But um, because of that, we everything – what's that? His presents usually open by the end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so in that spirit, we are going to start with the youngest in the things we do tonight, which is Randy, um, 09 um, graduate. And then Josh is 08, and then I'm 07. Um, so the cool thing that uh, because we were so close in age, we've kind of got to grow up together uh, with our uh, families and our reunions. So um, 
ton of fun. Let's get going. Randy, we're going to start with you. Just talk about your journey um, to where you are today in education, whatever you want to include. Um, so um, I started uh, my college uh, at Northwestern in Orange City, Iowa, and um, I, I went in as a secondary history uh, teacher. But then um, I had to do some observations and I had to do one in elementary. And I found out I you know, enjoyed that a lot more than the high school atmosphere. So um, uh, next semester, I switched over to elementary and kind of went from there. Um, so I was at Northwestern for two and a half years. And then I uh, transferred to uh, the University of Northern Iowa, where uh, I met up with uh, Josh. And um, we got to go to school together for a while and actually lived together. Um, so that was nice. Um, and then I majored in elementary education at uh, UNI. Um, and then when I student taught, I actually student taught in Aurora, Colorado, which is a suburb of uh, Denver. And so I student taught there. And then I moved back home and I subbed at uh, Canton. Um, and they had a job opening and I applied for the job and uh, I got it. So I had uh, one interview and I got the job. So um, I've interviewed a uh, you know, uh, uh, different places since, but uh, to start it with, uh, that was nice to have to get one interview, um, get the job, and I don't have to worry about the rest of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've been at Canton. Uh, I taught third grade uh, my first year, and I've taught uh, fourth grade since, and this is my uh, sixth year there. So I really enjoy it. I teach uh, uh, math, reading, uh, writing, and then I teach social studies to um, each section. So I really enjoy teaching social studies. That's probably my favorite thing I do. Oh, awesome. I'm uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous in a sense and not at the same time. So you said you had one interview and got it. Um, it took me my fifth, but it was it was it was good experience. It was kind of humbling just being told no, we don't want you uh, four times yeah. in a row until I finally finally got one in Pierce. So um, there's kind of good and bad. Uh, I feel like I'm more prepared for interviews now. But anyway, yeah. but and, you know, so my second interview I, um, that I had. You know, I interviewed thinking, you know, oh, I'm good at this. This will go great. You know, and it didn't go quite as good as I thought. And I didn't get the job. It's like, this doesn't happen every time? Come on. Nope. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it's it's good to be humbled. Sometimes, sometimes you need it. All right, let's transition. Josh, your journey. Um, Growing up, I thought, you know, first base for the Chicago Cubs or tight end <laughs> for the Packers, that... If you would ask me as an elementary school kid teaching, wasn't even on the radar. Went to high school, kind of knew uh, that whole uh, professional baseball thing probably wasn't going to work out. And Jeremy got all the height, so I'm still stuck at like 5'11", 6 foot. So the football thing probably wasn't going to work out much either. So then that's kind of when I thought about teaching. I had lots of fun in my high school business class. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to be a high school business teacher. and. You and I is known for teaching in business. So I went there, started out as business teaching first couple of years. My, uh, let's say, study habits were a little lackluster those first couple of years. And uh, I'm like, no one's going to hire a business teacher that's not doing so hot in our accounting classes. <laughs> so I switched majors and I got to love for sports, switched to PE. You know, my first class I took, we had, it was called field sports. It was in the Unidome, like on the football field. So it's like, this is the greatest major ever. Like, is, is every class like this? So graduated from there after, you know, a couple of years with Randy, doing some shenanigans and being great students together. 
have it. Um, I student taught around my hometown, Denison. Uh, didn't get a job right away. Applied a couple places. Uh, thing about PE teachers is if they like where they're at, they stick around forever. So there's not a ton of openings. So I actually went back while I was subbing. I went back and got my elementary ed degree online, thinking I'm a male. Well, you know, if Randy can get hired, I can get hired. <laughs> right? Exactly. So that's what I was thinking this whole time. So I spent a couple, spent a couple thousand dollars getting that, and I, uh, I get a call from Red Oak. They're in the same conference as Denison, but kind of hour and a half away, not really on the radar. Of, Oh, that's where I want to go. The high school principal was a Denison grad, but 10 years older than me. As they had an opening for P, asked if I wanted to come down for the interview. I went down a couple of days later. He offered me the job at the end of the interview. Mine was like nice. interview nine or 10. I'd gone quite a few without getting the job. And within a month, I was living in Red Oak. It was the year uh, we were up in Glacier. Okay. I accepted the job, oh. and it's like, oh, I got to go to Montana for a week that yeah. I don't get a plan on anything where I'm going to live. It's like two weeks later after that. I So now it's year four. I've taught everything from fourth grade PE to seniors. Uh, I do junior high weights. I coach high school football, junior high track. I'm the assistant baseball coach. Uh, I'm in charge of student council. And there's the Ed Thomas Leadership Academy in Iowa that the Ed Thomas family does. And I've kind of taken some leadership on that and take kids to that. So that's having fun down here and looking forward to getting out of COVID and being back to normal. No doubt. Okay. You're, you're a busy dude. That's a hefty. It's a hefty resume of what you got going on right now. Yeah. So you. This uh, is my. This is my dull period at in the winter. It's. Okay. I say I coach from St. Patrick's Day to Halloween. Okay. Because we yeah. do summer baseball, so. That's kind of spring what, track, summer baseball, and football. Gotcha. Do you uh, do you do anything for basketball? Like I referee. Do you uh, you do anything basketball related? Uh, we renovated our high school and we got a brand new gym and they put a video board on it so me and the another teacher he's kind of the in-house dj and then i run the video board okay someone makes a three-pointer i click a nice shot or yeah. swish love it do so you uh for do you game have, day after these. do you have a brick button for the opponents when they brick a <laughs> shot i'd love to <laughs> but we got to be yeah. nice yeah that's true that's true <laughs> I right. can throw up nice shots when they airball one or something. But. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. So that's that's Josh and Randy, kind of how they got to where they are right now. Uh, we're going to transition into the topic Randy wanted to talk about, so I'm going to kind of let him lead. Um, the topic is going to be school lunches. So Randy, we'll let you get it started. Um. So uh, school lunches and uh, best and worst school lunches, because we all know. Um, that we've had some really bad school lunches, the uh, stereotype, everybody knows it. But there's also some great school lunches that, I mean, it just doesn't taste near as good <laughs> uh, unless you're at school. 
Um, you know, I, you know, for example, a pancake on a stick. It's a you know breakfast they serve. Um, it's a uh, it's like a you know a sausage link wrapped around in uh, uh, you know like pancake batter and it's fried. It's good. Huh. Um, but you know, breakfast um, corn dog. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. breakfast corn dog. Okay. And um, I, I found them at the store, and I bought them, and I made them at home. It's just not the same, you know. <laughs> uh, there's something about it, it being at school. Yeah, okay. um, so, do we so want to say? Do we want to start with best or worst? Let's start with worst, and then we'll end with best. Okay. Leave it on a good note, and okay. uh, have it good in everybody's right. mind. Okay, let's do it. Um, so I'd say uh, my uh, worst is spaghetti. Schools just don't do spaghetti very well. I don't know whether it's, you know, uh, the, uh, to buy quality sauce is, you know, too expensive or something. But I know uh, when I was in uh, school, I haven't seen this at uh, can, but we, you know, like the, uh, the meat was like uh, cubed. So it looked like it was spam, you know, not ground beef. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it just never tasted good, um, especially every sport practice after school. Uh, it didn't sit very well. Uh, it, you know, I tasted it twice in uh, uh, one day, a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, so I'd say uh, spaghetti is uh, probably the worst okay. for me. So it's the the West Lion spaghetti. Yes, not not a fan. Okay, no. Josh, what you got? I was shockingly a picky eater growing up. Uh, I went to a small private Catholic school in Denison. We had like thirteen kids in class, so everything was homemade. But if they just didn't made something I didn't like. So they had to have like egg salad sandwiches. Not a fan of egg salad. So it's like I hated that. And I didn't like beans growing up. And they had they called the beans and weenies. <laughs> so it's beans with cut up hot dogs yes. in it. It's like I like hot dogs, but they had all this bean juice on it. So I just didn't eat very much that oh, day. Man, that's sad. I wanted to touch beans and weenies. Let's bring back that's good just memories. Me. Like they did a bad job. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I was debating on this. There wasn't anything that really came to mind right away for me. So I was actually talking to uh, my colleagues that I eat lunch with. Uh, shout out to them today. And I kind of, we were kind of brainstorming. And I asked them like, what's, you know, what's the school lunch you guys remember hating or whatever. And uh, somebody brought up the, uh, I don't know if it was called this necessarily, but uh, kind of the, the McRib and 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 here's my thing like it was it was never consistent when you took that first bite you didn't know what the temperature was going to be you didn't know how hard you needed to bite it was it was it was more of a mystery of what you were going to get and i do remember that being it was it was kind of a roll of the dice maybe one out of every six was good um and the other five there was there was something wrong with it so um, the McRib was one thing that, um, I saw on the menu and wasn't, wasn't too excited to see. Um, that's funny cause, uh, it's not my favorite, but I debated the McRib to be my favorite. Oh, dang. Um, okay. I, I always, I always like to make ribs, but I know what you're saying. Sometimes like they're cold in the middle and it's not the best, but you know, if you get a good one, <laughs> eh, it's pretty good. But that's, that's one of the reasons it, it didn't make the favorite, but it gotcha. was close. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's transition to our favorite then. Um, so uh, again, uh, this was in high school at West Lyon. Um, so they would make these tacos, and they were hard shell tacos. And they must have uh, like put the like the meat and the cheese 
um, inside the shell before they put, and then they put it in the oven because it would like have like grease at the bottom, but it would still be like crunchy. So it was just like the perfect combination. And it's just, um, one time I got Taco John's and I, I didn't get to eat it right away. And the tacos were similar to that. That's about the only other time uh, I've experienced it. So, um, uh, so the reason it's my, my best is just because it was, you know, so original. I've never been able to find it somewhere else okay. other than school. So um, I would say the tacos at West Line were my favorite. All right. Love it. Mine is something I don't know if you guys had. And Dennis and we called them Italian dippers. It was pretty much a giant cheese stick that is like pretty much like a hoagie bun, but like a foot long hoagie bun with just four kinds of cheeses on it. And they'd give us like a bit, cup of marinara to dip it in. Yeah. So like Italian dipper day was circled on the <laughs> circled on the menu for me. Yeah, then if we ever had a chicken tenders, I had the last lunch. So uh, they'd bring it out for seconds. So like they give you four, but then it's like, oh, there's seconds available. So then four turns into 15. <laughs> me, me and the boys are on the table. So we always uh, like chicken tender day and Italian dipper day. Clutch. Okay. Somebody brought up, like I said, I was talking earlier, Italian dippers. I didn't understand what they were, but now that you describe them, I do remember those. Oh, that's my, funny. Um, my my kids in Canton uh, love those things. Like we have like three different lunch choices, and on Italian Dipper Day, there's barely anybody in the other columns. It's all <laughs> Italian dippers. And speaking of seconds, that's another reason I like the tacos because you could uh, down them real quick, then run back and you uh, get seconds. Especially if you're a freshman, uh, you're, you're last in line. So uh, that was key because you need you know you didn't have time to. Uh, dilly that all around you gotta throw the food <laughs> down and get back in line oh that's awesome okay uh my pick in this uh when you brought this topic up this this came to mind right away i struggled with the my worst pick but my best pick and uh i, I still this is still some of my favorite foods the combination of chili slash cinnamon roll Oh my goodness, that uh, if I had the worst day of my life and I came across that at lunch, it would turn into one of the best. So cinnamon roll slash chili uh, is my go-to school lunch. Have you talked to uh, people that like aren't, aren't around the Midwest about that? They don't know about like cinnamon rolls and chili that they go together. So they're like, uh, when you say, when you say it like, what, why are you having that together? And then they try and they love it too. I've never met a person that doesn't like it, but I have met people that don't know about it. Yeah. That's, it's, it's just a good, good combo. Yes, it is. And yep. I just two things Great. that I really like. So, um, just bonus bonus that they're good together. So, all right. Final thoughts, school lunches. Um, what I, you know, uh, you know, we talked about our worst school lunches, but uh, it was never the lunch lady's fault. Our, you know, um, the you know stipulations and the uh, rules changed, so um, they had to adapt to a, you know the circumstances that they were dealt. But when I was younger, they can make like a lot of like fresh bread and stuff, and that stuff was great. You know, when they could really do um, actually cook, that was it was really good. But you know, they just uh, the government you know gets in the way, and um, they had to uh, apply to the rules and the. Um, stipulation so but um, I did appreciate uh, the cooks yeah growing up at a 
in Dennis and we had the public school, but I went to the small Catholic school. So we had two lunch ladies that everything was homemade. So majority of the time it was great. I loved it. But then when I went to public school and kind of as it went on, it was just, they had to do it more in bulk. So things are a little bit more processed and warmed up. So it went on, but here in Red Oak, we have a good service. Like they give like three options. It's like we had hot lunch or like salad bar. And when I was in high school, it's like these kids don't know how good they have it now. So all these (laughs) options. Yeah, one th- one thing I do here, um, typically, so I teach ninth graders, and they in in past years they've always said how much how much better high school lunch is than middle school was, but for whatever reason, and obviously with COVID, I'm sure they're uh, they're hamstrung on what what they can make and what they can do, um, but they're they're not a fan this year. It's been a lot of uh, a lot of disdain for um, the food in the lunchroom, so it makes me makes me sad for these kids um there's no italian dippers evidently um formulating in the halls of washington high so um all right we're gonna end that we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna be right back with josh and randy this is wednesday with wade hi wade i heard you're talking to randy today the best part about randy is how genuinely kind he is to everyone he meets My daughter, Kylie, and I are so very lucky to have such a caring individual in our lives. I don't know what I would do without him. He's the best husband and the greatest dad. Uh, Randy, we have never met, but I just want to say thank you for loving and taking care of the sweetest soul in the whole universe, Michelle Johnson, now Kipley, obviously. Um... I was supposed to be in at your wedding, but I got in a car accident. So I'm sorry that I still haven't met you, but thank you for loving my friend. Appreciate you. Hey, Mr. Kipley. Uh, this is Mr. Devitt. I just wanted to say um, how lucky we are to have you here. Um, you know, just for the fact that we have another male in the elementary and somebody that uh, a positive male role model for these students to look up to. Um, I know if, if we have a student who needs a positive role model and they're going into first or fourth grade, um, that you are somebody that we look at that giving that student to, because um, we know that just the way you carry yourself and handle yourself, you are a just a positive uh, role model for those students and um, also a very good teacher, excellent teacher. And um, we and myself, I am very lucky to have you here at Lawrence Elementary. So thank you. All right. We are back. This is Wednesday with Wade, episode 11 with my beautiful cousins, Randy and Josh. We are now going to go to uh, Josh's topic. And if I can speak clearly for Josh here, what he wanted to do was talk about a memorable moment in education, teaching, uh, maybe even coaching um, from the past and something happening kind of right now in the current, in the present, and then something we are looking forward to in the future. Uh, so, Josh, lead us on this. Um, for my cool moment from the past, I kind of have two. Uh, one of them, the teaching, it's all about relationships. And you usually think the ones the teacher has with the student but sometimes you can forge them 
between students. Uh, we're in a Red Oak, we are 712 on the same building. And this happened last year. There was a, was a seventh grade weights class, but I had a junior girl, just to not say junior girl every time. Her name was Chloe. She's giving me permission to use her name. Uh, she'd come and she was a good athlete. So she'd kind of be a mentor for the girls and kind of help them out in weights because it's kind of awkward for you know, the male PE teacher to sometimes help out female junior high girls in the weight room. And so she was a big help there. And one day the seventh grade, seventh grade girls kind of had an issue outside of class and was kind of wanted to talk to me and Chloe. So during seminar, I kind of had a little meeting and Chloe just talked to the seventh grade girl saying, like, I know you don't have a big sister and I wish like Chloe has a little brother, but she's the oldest. And she's like, I wish I would have had someone to talk to about things and I can be that person for you since you don't have one to talk to and just kind of totally took her underneath her wing. And I was pretty much just kind of there to pull him out of seminar. And it was the coolest meeting ever of just building that relationship of you could tell the girl looked up to the upperclassmen and it was just awesome. Like I almost got like emotional. It's like, all right, we're going to have to like end this meeting now before <laughs> you make Mr. Kipley cry type of thing. It was just the coolest thing. And so you, you think of, oh, you know, I have a good relationship with that student, but at the, with my job, I'm able to help create relationships between students too. It was pretty cool. And then my other one, real quick, uh, volleyball is a big deal here in Red Oak, and we're usually pretty darn good at it. Uh, last year in 2019, we made the state volleyball. Each year the school gets to, or the team gets to pick a sportsmanship award recipient kind of thing. And uh, the volleyball team was able to pick me to be the sportsmanship honoree. And it's just kind of getting an award down on the floor. And as my first time at state volleyball, the first game I watched, I get introduced on the court and whatnot. So it's just kind of a, I was the outsider from Denison at Red Oak New School. It's my third year there at the time. It was just kind of the, when everyone cheers, when they say my name, it's kind of, it was that feeling of kind of acceptance, like, all right, um, Red Oak has kind of accepted me. I'm one of them tech now and just, it feels good to be appreciated sometimes. And it was just that outward moment. It's like, all right, like, I didn't have half those girls in class that were on the team, but they chose me and making connections and it's just a really cool moment. Absolutely. And that's, that's a testament to your character, Josh. And, um, you know, I've, I've known you long enough, uh, to know that an award, um, within that spectrum of sportsmanship that, uh, it's not a surprise that you got that. Um, but again, like you, like you talked about the fact that they saw you and thought of you to, to give that to you um, is is pretty cool, and especially for the fact that you haven't been there a lot that long. So that's that's definitely a testament to the impact that you've made. So uh, I'm proud of you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You betcha. All right, Randy, what do you got for the past? Uh, so, um, like I said in my introduction, I uh, taught third grade my first year, and then I uh, moved up to fourth grade. So you know, uh, so moving between, I had some of the same kids. Um, but, uh, you know, as a first year teacher in third grade, um, you know, it was, it was hard, you know, it's first year, um, every first year for a teacher is hard. Um, and I would think that we would all say that, 
um, we're uh, much better teachers now than we were when we were first year teachers. You know, you, uh, you know, first year teacher is you always struggle. You're trying to learn and uh, grasp the hold of things. But uh, when I moved up to fourth grade, I had a parent that I, um, a kid that I had in third grade, uh, come and uh, recommend that her son stays with me. And uh, the son uh, was, uh, you know, didn't quite uh, fit in with the rest of the kids. wasn't a wasn't a jock. You know, um, school was uh, hard hard for him, so he wasn't necessarily, you know, um, the most popular kid. Um, but the fact that uh, he felt comfortable with me um, and his parents uh, felt comfortable enough with me as a you know first year teacher um, that they wanted him to stay with me um, go to the next grade uh, that really meant a lot you know it's pretty hard on myself my, my first year you know trying to uh, be perfect but um, just to know that uh, someone was appreciating what I was doing that that really felt nice. You bet, and it's 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 crazy how. You know, that's not necessarily necessarily insignificant, but just just an acknowledgement that you're appreciated and you're wanted and you're doing a good job and you're valued and the list goes on and on. Just those those little things can make such a huge difference um, and kind of just boost your boost your energy and make you feel like, hey, you know what, I'm I'm doing a good job and I need to keep doing this. Um, So that's that's awesome. Uh, my past moment and, um, on previous episodes, uh, we've talked about, uh, what I call lollipop moments, uh, moments that kind of seem, may seem small, but, um, make a huge profound, um, impact. And, uh, one for me, I'll never forget this. And, uh, this is something I, I tend to think about almost every day. I think it was my second year of teaching and I was, um, at peer at that time teaching ninth grade English and randomly, I think it was during, uh, it was during the winter. Cause I remember that day I reffed basketball at some point. So, um, sometime during the winter of that year. And I go to my mailbox after school before, um, uh, refereeing a basketball game. And there's this letter in there and, um, I don't think much of it. I don't really look at it at the time, but I, I go back upstairs to my classroom and, um, I sit down to read it and um, just paraphrasing, but it was from a student. Um, it wasn't signed their name, so I still don't know who the student is. Um, but essentially what the student said, and I've always, I always picture a girl. Uh, I don't know why, but um, I think it's a girl, not a guy. Anyway, that's kind of irrelevant. Um, but basically the student went on to say that um, he or she was really struggling, um, was thinking about... Um, or actually attempted suicide at one point, um, was thinking about doing it again, and then um, basically told me that just the way that I taught, the way I interacted in class, um, gave her kind of, I, I say her, I, I don't know if it's, again, what pronoun to use, but, um, but gave this student um, a reason to keep going. I guess I was motivational. I was inspirational, whatever the case was. Um, and I had no idea. Again, I don't even know this student. I don't, um, they even, they even said, you know, you didn't necessarily do anything specific and talk to me specifically, but just the way you, you teach and you go about things. And, um, I still have that. It's right next to my computer. I see it. I see it every day. Um, it's just a reminder. It's, it's not necessarily making 
specific interactions. It's just about the way you live and the way you treat people um, can have an insane, um, profound impact. So um, that was definitely something that uh, opened my eyes in teaching. That was my second year and uh, something I'll never forget. And I try to remind myself every day, hey, you have no idea what these kids are going through, but um, the way you go about things can can make a huge difference. So, uh, so that's my past, and that's that's definitely up there on my list of moments uh, for sure. So, we'll transition now uh, back to Josh. You're, you ever thought about getting that frame? I have. Here's the thing that's super duper frustrating is. Um, uh, like the original, it was like on a notebook piece of paper, the original. And I ended up like typing it into a Google doc or word document just, just in case I ever lost it. And I lost it. So I don't have the original. Cause I was, I was even, I even told like, I'll never forget. I get this, I get this letter and then I read it. I, I probably start crying. I go down to my principal. I'm like, you know, is there anything I should do with this? Um, but because it was unsigned, and there's not really anything you can do. But yeah, that's what somebody told me I should do. I should get it framed. And I obviously didn't and I lose it. So there's I'm I'm a little I'm a little bummed that uh, I don't have the original letter, but Sorry I ripped off the bandaid. What's that? Sorry I ripped off the bandaid. No, no worries, man. It's <laughs> it's it's still the feeling is still there, rather, you know, even though it's not yeah, that's, the original. Awesome. So all right, let's transition to Josh, your, your uh, current moment. Uh, my current one that's kind of going on, uh, we have a new assistant principal this year, and he is a big culture and climate guy. And he's trying to think of something to you know, do every day to get the culture and climate school up. And he wanted to uh, play music like over the intercom in the mornings when the kids are kind of in the hallways and whatnot. And, well, we can't play it over the PA system because if the teachers needs to be on the phone, we can't have the music going through the intercoms. So well, uh, we got new speakers at the football field, and I had one of the old ones. We put it on a cart. So every morning I blast music out of this uh, football speaker that's on this cart that we use for PE and whatnot. And so, like, every day we have a different playlist, like T-Swift Tuesdays and Theatrical Thursdays. So it's, like, Greatest Showman, a lot of songs. Uh, we've had teacher request Tuesday, uh, Friday game day. So it's a lot of like pump up songs, do some eighties rocks, nineties, uh, boy band bops is one of the playlists. It's a lot of Jonas brothers and Backstreet boys and uh, one direction. <laughs> so it's like, I kind of ham it up. It's right from the main hall when you walk in. So I'll get out. I had my old, uh, guitar hero guitar. I'm just fake strumming. <laughs> aiming it up for him. So kind of thought, well, let me do it at the end of the day too, if I can, if I can get there. So it's the thought behind it is if they walk into school with a smile on their face and they walk out of school with a smile on their face, it's a good day at school type of thing. So they kind of know my personality. And so the songs, hopefully I can't stand what they choose. So it's not, it's never a student request day. <laughs> Half of it either wouldn't be appropriate or just, don't like it so i'm kind of i've kind of taken ownership of it i kind of take requests from other teachers but it's kind of something cool that we've done this year that like now with covid we're, we're remote right now so i don't get to do it it's like i was tempted to 
go do it in the morning and just play it for the people that were there. But that's kind of the current thing that's ongoing. That's kind of fun and memorable that hopefully kids look back on it. They'll be like, Hey, remember how we always played music in the morning type of thing. So I love that. Um, and I actually, Sometimes I, I don't steal. I borrow a little uh, speaker from a colleague of mine, April. Shout out to April. And uh, a lot of the times I dance with my buddy Justin, um, the one that got the Monday night football pick wrong. Um, shout out to Justin. <laughs> and uh, we just dance uh, Friday morning. Uh, it's, it's a reason, it's a reason to dance TGIF. Um, but yeah, I love that Josh and um, I appreciate, I appreciate that. So Awesome. Randy, your, uh, your current moment. Uh, so each year at the beginning of the year, I read uh, the book uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to my kids. Um, it's right about on their level of fourth grade where they can start understanding it. Um, the reading's uh, good enough where they can read it on their own. Um, and uh, just about every year, and definitely includes being this year, um, there's kids that uh, like would never read Harry Potter otherwise. Um, like for example, I had a girl this year tell me, Mr. Kipley, if, uh, uh, you asked me at the beginning of the year, if I would read Harry Potter, I would say no way. And now I can't put it down and she's on the seventh book. So, um, you know, and we started at the beginning of the year. So, um, it's just really cool to uh, see, you know, how um, I can deliver my interests uh, into the kids, um, for something positive. And it's not just her. I probably have about half the class. Um, that is reading Harry Potter now and it has gone on uh, to future books. Um, you know, for some kids, it's a little too hard. Um, but, you know, for a lot of the kids, it's right out about their level and it's right at their interest. Um, so it's really cool that, you know, see, I can get them interested in a book when uh, some kids might not read at all otherwise. But, you know, you can get them hooked on something and uh, especially a series, they can just, you know, uh, take off with it. You know, it's just, an, you know, a book, it doesn't have a, you know, a sequel after well, then they got to go and look and find another. But with the series, you know, they can continue to go. They don't have to worry about ha having to find a book for, you know, maybe another year if it takes them that long. I love that. Okay. Harry Potter. As, a, as an English teacher, I get a lot of flack for this. I think I only read the first four. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, I'm, I'm deemed a terrible person. Um, a, muggle, <laughs> a muggle, if you be. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, um, love that. And yeah, you just, it's, it's incredible. Once a kid finds that, that book that can, that can change everything as far as reading goes. And that's really fun, fun to see. Love that. Um, the fourth grade was about when I started reading those too. So it's like, that's just, you were, well, if he's a fourth grade, he's what he's 10, I'm 20 years older than him, but that's when the original one came out was about the time we were in fourth fifth grade so it's just yeah exactly it was, i mean it was our era i i remember i think yeah. i was like a junior or senior in high school when the uh the last one came out and i went and waited in line at like four in the morning to get the book <laughs> i mean i'm just a complete nerd when it comes to it you know i love sports uh, more than really anything um i really dive deep in fantasy football and stuff but i nerd out when it comes to fantasy things <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. do you remember uh, uh stupid christmas in indianapolis with uh, yes. Snack Factory, Ashley. Yes, yes, they were Let's always say, reading Harry yeah. Potter. Like, oh, you're going <laughs> to read Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, there's some non-TG comments made at Cupid Christmas, so 
we won't yeah, delve into yeah, that. We're, we, tr- we try to keep it uh, fairly family friendly here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of combine my current and future uh, together here. Uh, so one cool thing that I was able to um, somehow do basically just by asking. So, so I teach freshmen and um, one of the big hurdles, big struggles is, is just getting them to complete their homework, uh, which not obviously in turns um, advances them to, you know, getting better grades, hopefully gaining enough credits to become sophomore. Uh, so I was just randomly with my uh, two other teachers that I, I'm uh, a team with. Shout out to Laura Brandt and Bethany Schaefer's Team 9D Dominators. And basically I said, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to the mayor of Sioux Falls and see if he can do anything for our kids. Um, Last spring, last May, uh, we did like a trivia night for all the freshmen at Washington. And he actually came to our Zoom and talked to him before we started our little trivia game. Um, So I kind of met him there. I talked to him then. And then I, you know, I just thought, hey, you know, he helped us once. Maybe he'll help us again. And I basically just reached out and said, hey, um, you know, our, our kids are kind of struggling. Obviously, this year is, is unique. Um, you know, is there anything you can do to hopefully motivate our students? So uh, he sends back um, a video. And within that video, he says that he will name a day in Sioux Falls after the kids that uh, pass off their classes to become sophomores. Um, so it's called a Merrill, uh, I can't, I never can say the word, but a, a proclamation. So basically there's going to be a day, I don't know when, um, probably in January or February of 2021, named after our students that pass enough classes to become sophomores. So a uh, really cool thing. I've never had a day named after me. I'm guessing you guys haven't either. Uh, my joke is I've never even had a second named after me, let alone a day. So um, really cool thing um, that I'm excited about. And um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool and simply just reached out and asked and uh, he, he delivered. So, so that's kind of the cool thing happening right now and then um, in the near future. So, so yeah, pretty, uh, pretty like He's cool. the mayor of a town of a thousand people. Like Sioux Falls is, yeah. you know, there's 500 Red Oaks in Sioux Falls. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what the population is. It's getting close to 200,000. I think it's like 180. Right, I was, uh, my wife and I were driving up to Sioux Falls the other day and they uh, must have just uh, updated the sign. I think it said like 180, uh, some thousand. So okay. it's it's right there. It's yep. real close. Yep. We'll but that, sure. um, and that's the thing I, I, I find out with uh, people in education is they care a lot more than you may sometimes think. Uh, people are always willing to, um, uh, you know, donate um, or help out a lot more than uh, uh, sometimes you would expect. Yep, so true. Okay, let's transition to the last part of this. I've I've enjoyed this. Uh, the thing that we are looking forward to in the future. Josh, what do you got? Um, I'll go first. For us uh, here in Red Oak, we've kind of struggled last two football seasons. So, like, kind of being young teams. So just kind of knowing when uh, we do get that win, we went winless the next last two years. So I don't care who we play, but whatever the score and whatever the score is, when we win, that thing is going to be such a big celebration that I probably won't touch the ground for most of the <laughs> poke game. Like, I'll be jumping up and 
high-fiving and hip-checking people, and it's going to be a blast, and I'm just looking forward to it. And our kids are working hard, and it's going to happen. And there'll probably be some big, cool moments in other sports, but that's the one I'm looking forward to the most is we've had some trials and struggles in that sport, and being a coach in that, when it does happen, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, love it. Get that W. Get that W. All right, Randy, what do you got? Um, so you know, thing I'm looking forward to in the future um, is to uh, so I coach seventh grade football too, and is to continue the uh, to coach the kids that I uh, taught. So um, I think it's in my second year doing that, uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I you know I uh, coached to start with, but I didn't know the kids real well. I didn't, hadn't taught them, but now I. Uh, the kids that I coach, I've taught also, so I can really build a even a bigger connection there. Um, you know, and it helps that the kids seem to um, appreciate what I do in fourth grade. So when we, uh, they get to seventh grade football, um, they already kind of understand what my expectations and things will be, and we can you know really uh, progress and have a lot of fun, um, and uh, you know get better at football at the same time. Uh, especially this year, I, uh, the team I had. I uh, wasn't as talented as uh, we usually get. Canton's usually a pretty good football school. Um, so, you know, each grade usually has some kids that uh, can really, you know, are pretty athletic, do a lot of things well. And this year, it uh, wasn't quite the same way. They really had to be, come together as a team. Um, we didn't start off very well, but we ended the season great. You know, a lot better than any of the kids um, or the coaches expected. So uh, it's really cool to see um, all that come together. That is really cool, and uh, yeah, just to, to to see kids at a younger age and be able to kind of track them and watch them as they get older and older. That's that is really one of the best parts about being a teacher and being in education. So, love it's, it. It's real weird hearing their uh, voices change. You know, the fourth grade, it's real high. They're little boys still, and then seventh, eighth grade, that you know they develop, and then so you know gets real low. Like, who are you? <laughs> So true. So true. You used to be the short kid. Now you're looking me in the eyes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. For me, it's I was taller than you, and now you are five inches taller than me. That's that's kind of the transition (laughs) for me, being fairly short. All right. Love that segment. We're gonna take another quick break here. We're gonna come back. We're gonna play a game. We haven't done this yet. I think uh, Randy and Josh are the perfect pair to try this with. And it's called True Confessions. We're going to be right back with that. This is Wednesday with Wade. This is a shout out to all the gals, the guests and listeners of the show. Out of the infinite amount of things you could be doing with your time right now, you've decided to listen to this podcast. And I want you to know that really means a lot to me. And I appreciate it. So thank you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. We're back with Randy and Josh, episode 11, Wednesday with Wade. So we're going to play this uh, game called True Confessions. Uh, as all great teachers do, they steal, they borrow. And this is me steal, stealing and borrowing from uh, Jim, Jimmy Fallon. Does a lot of games on his uh, Tonight Show. And this is one that I enjoy watching and I've participated in before. So we're going to try it with Randy and Josh. So the way this works is we both have, or excuse me, we all have two stories ready. Uh, One story is a true story from our teaching and coaching experience. And one story is not true. It's, it's a lie we've just made up. 
So we're gonna go one at a time, and um, Randy's gonna start, and we're gonna he's gonna we're gonna pick a number one or number two for him, and he's going to read that, and then we, Josh and I are going to get a minute to ask him questions about details of that story. At the end of that one minute of questioning, we are going to then decide whether we think that is a true story or that was a lie. Make sense, fellas? Yep. Okay. All right, Josh, I'm going to let you pick uh, what one you want Randy to do, either number one or number two. For Randy, he's going to do number two. Okay. All right, so Randy, um, just give us the brief summary of what uh, number the number two story is. Okay, so my number two story is real simple. Um, uh, this was actually happened earlier this year. Um, I uh, was gone on maternity leave, uh, so you know that's true because I just had a kid. But <laughs> I had a I had a kid. I'll pass a note in class while they had this stuff. And I found out when I got back that said, you know, keep it PG, but bleep this teacher. Ooh, um, and okay. then was, uh, it was trying to pass the note around. And now fourth grade, they don't really pass notes too much. I think that's more of a middle school, high school thing. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a shocker when I came back to school the next day. Okay. Okay. Josh, we are going to get one minute here. I'm going to start the clock and we get to ask Randy questions. And then again, at the end of that one minute, uh, we're both going to decide whether we think that was a true story or a false story. Okay, here we go. Time starts now. Josh, I'll let you ask the first one and go. Was the note boy to boy, girl to girl, boy to girl? Uh, boy to boy to girl. So only three kids ended up seeing the note? Uh, it, it got caught uh, by uh, the teacher before it got passed on too far. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. What trouble did the student get in? Um, they got like our equivalent to a detention. So it's like a think about a ticket is what we call it. And then parents got notified and recess got taken away for a day or two. So is this, and I, we're not going to say this kid's name for obvious reasons. Is this kid a, a troublemaker in other instances? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily always a troublemaker. Uh, you know, um, you know, sometimes makes great decisions. Sometimes, you know, lets things slip a little. Has the sub wanted to come back and sub again since? <laughs> uh, um, uh, so that was, I think that was the sub's first day at our school. Um, and uh, she's been back since um, and subs whenever we need her. Okay. All right. A minute has gone. We went a little over, actually. Josh, what do you think, man? My gut says it was a lie. <laughs> I was thinking that, too, but I, he... It's my gut, but I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised. He, like, yeah. Um, when the college was rainy, I kind of got to know him like, when he was kind of living <laughs> a little bit. So I feel like there was a lot of front loading at the beginning when he when he told the story and then kind of added more details and said, oh, well, you guys know I just had a kid. Um, I don't know if I was trying yeah. to steer us off in the wrong direction or or not. Yeah. I'm going to go. Good I'm, inference skills. What's that? Good inference skills. 
Yeah, this this is definitely inference skills. You know what? I am going to go. I'm going to say this was this was true. I'm going to say this is a true story. But I would not be surprised whatsoever if it's if it's the lie. I'm going to go with false, just so one of us is right. All right, I like that, Randy. The reveal that was true. That did happen, and that's the first time we've ever seen that in fourth grade. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't see you know, a whole lot of uh, swear words. Some kids don't even know uh, what they are quite yet. But uh, yeah, that was true. Um, and it t- turned out uh, and back and back actually back in my class and hasn't had a problem since. But must have spent the day with the kid, and, um, you know, and made a bad decision. Um, but then, uh, you know, one of the other uh, regular fourth grade teachers caught it too. You know, she had just walked into the room right after uh, it had been passed, so uh, she handled it. Gotcha. But, yeah, yeah, I haven't had much of a problem with the kids since. So there you go. That's good. Quick question, just because I'm curious. For you teach fourth grade, how many of your students? And I don't know how many you have. Um, you can touch on that. How many? Or what? What's the percentage of kids that have cell phones at fourth grade? Uh, so I, I have a small class this year, so I only have 17. Well, uh, as my total uh, with COVID and stuff, kids quarantined. They're not um, all there ever. Uh, but I would say maybe like a fourth and I've had up to like a half before. And some of them have, uh, I've seen uh, very few have like simple cell phones, an old flip phone, you know, you can call and you can text on it. The vast majority have oh, smartphones. Man. That's, that's just insane to me. So I, had, I had a student, uh, when asked me, uh, just like, I think it was a couple of days ago when I got my first phone and I said 16 and they, they looked at me like I was, you know, <laughs> That was crazy. Yep. I was like, well, that's when I could drive. So that's when my parents needed to know where I was. Yep. Otherwise, I couldn't go anywhere. Yep. Yep. And I was I was gonna act, actually ask you guys that. I was I was a junior in high school. And obviously yeah. people that are older than us, it's it, they were obviously older and it's um but yeah, it's it's crazy to think these elementary kids have smartphones. That's yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. They know how to run them better than they do their planner. That, that I, I believe wholeheartedly. Okay. Uh, I'll go, I'll go second here. Okay. Um, so I've got, I've got some envelopes here. You guys want to go number one or number two? Number one. Uno. All right. Uno says, and I'll try to, uh, kind of keep, keep time here for you guys as well. Okay. Pretty short and sweet here. Mine is number one here. I once broke a desk while waking up a student. I once broke a desk while waking up a student. Give you guys about a minute here. So you guys, you guys can start asking. Ready? Whenever. Okay. Um, uh, was the desk already, um, uh, you know, uh, on the way to being broken. No, it was, it was a clean desk. The, um, it wasn't the student's desk. It was actually the desk next to the student that I broke. So this kid is, is, you know, on his desk, as you can imagine a kid sleeping on their desk. And I, I was just fed up and I, I broke, I actually broke the other desk, you know, making a loud noise to wake him up. Was it like a kick or a slap? 
So what I did was I took a big, hefty literature English book and just slammed it on the desk right next to him and uh, broke it. And there's like this little slab that uh, um, broke off with the hit. Were any of the other kids in the surrounding area caught by uh, fragments? No, everybody was okay, thankfully. Otherwise, I probably would not be doing this podcast uh, because I wouldn't be teaching anymore if somebody got hurt. So thankfully, uh, nobody nobody got hurt um, in this event. I didn't, obviously, I didn't try to break a desk or want to break a desk. Um, I just wanted this kid to know that I didn't really appreciate him sleeping. Um, was <laughs> What's the main goal? Did you have any kind of talk with your principal anything about I didn't um I never I was really tight with the janitor and I told the janitor hey this is what happened in my class um I need this desk out of here and because we were we were good pals um he took care of me and just got the desk out and I don't think anybody really ever knew besides the students obviously so so yeah I'm kind of uh so this happened in Pierre, my previous employer um so yeah all right, time is up. You guys think that story was true or false? I, I'm going to go with false for the one reason, and he said it right at, there at the end. Nobody knew except for the students. If the students know something, everybody knows about it. Josh? I just want to say true because like, Wade's been known to hulk out every now and then. <laughs> Usually <laughs> pretty calm and cool and collected, but like I can see him kind of hulking out once and getting frustrated. Okay, so, okay, so uh, this way one of us wins. I say true, you say false. Okay. One of us wins. Okay. Kipleys have never been known for their calmness. <laughs> <laughs> so the reveal: this story was true. This happened ah. again. It was in my time uh, in Pier. Did not, that was not my intent whatsoever. This kid named Chase, uh, he's, he's 20 something now. I can, um, I can talk about him. Uh, he was a good spirit about it. He actually, um, thought it was funny. And then this, this slab of desk, he actually like signed it and dated it. And I had it for a while. Um, another memento that I probably should have kept, but I don't have anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a little more calm now as far as when kids sleep. Uh, my my favorite thing is I'm jealous. I had a my uh, good buddy Rod and Pierre was the choir teacher, so he had he had access to some instruments. And what he would do if somebody was asleep, he'd take like cymbals and just smash them. Uh, I wish I wish I could have had that um, at my disposal, but uh, sadly I didn't. So okay, let's uh, transition to Josh. Yeah, if you got kids falling asleep in your class, you're you're not doing your job right. Okay, Randy, yeah. I'll let you uh, I'll let you pick Josh's number. Um, let's go. I picked number one before, and let's go number two. Number two is my number anyway. I got a T-shirt that has it on the back. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> um, my number two story is. Uh, we went to we combined classes me and the other PE teacher and it was Friday so we did dodgeball it's a favorite of 
kids kind of version that, you know, they get back in so no one gets out the whole time. But uh, it was a high, two high school classes, so you got some kids that can throw pretty hard. And I uh, got knocked out, <laughs> legit knocked out in a dodgeball game. They got me in the face. I went down and hit my head on the floor. And the other teacher had to stop it and, like, check on me and make sure I was okay. Uh all right. When I woke up, stop. There. When I came to, they had to um, stop. Yeah, stop there, Josh. We don't. We don't want you to give enough. I want to give you too many. Yeah, we want to. We want to be able to ask you questions. Okay. All right, Randy. I'm gonna let you start. Our minute begins now. What kind of balls do you guys use for dodgeball? Uh, the gopher ones. Like they're not rubber. They're like the rhino skin ones. Yeah. Okay. Who you said another the the other teacher was there. Um, cause you combined classes. What, what was his name? That's uh, her, uh, her, Karen sorry. Subert. Karen. Okay. Uh, what, what part of the head face did you get hit? Left. I was okay. looking this way. He was on the right side. Hit me on the left side. Oh, left side of face. <laughs> does, does this kid play baseball? He did. He was, uh, was one of my, 30 years, so he was a senior at the time. He was did a he senior that pitch? summer. Yes. Did he pitch? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So what's, otherwise kids don't have that much accuracy. So what kind of what kind of distance are we talking here? You know, fifteen feet. Oh, it was thirty feet. He snuck up and it was point blank, so it was thirty feet. I I have a big target on me when I play dodgeball with the students. <laughs> Did the kid get reprimanded? No. Last, last, didn't get in trouble, but... last question. Um, so in your dodgeball rules, head chat, is that, was he out? Uh, we let him stay in and the kid that gets that gets to stay in too. Okay, so headshots or just nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, there's no we usually give them basically. the talk, bring it down. Gotcha. Okay. All right, man. Head hunting in Kipley's gym class. Good lord. Okay. All right. Time's up, Randy. What are we thinking on this? I'm I'm leaning false, and I'm leaning true. Okay. You know, if it was point blank. And, you know, uh, Josh is an athletic guy, so I could see him not being, you know, he, him being okay with get, uh, kids getting rough with him. He can take it, you know, and then a kid just, you know, ath athletes are competitive and uh, just, you know, you just go and sometimes you just go a little too hard. Man. I'm just, that had to have been a hell of a shot, a hell of a throw uh, to knock you out. I just, oh man, I just, for, I'm, I'm leaning false. It's just a gut. So I'm going false. Randy's going true. What's what's the story? That is 100% false. 100% false. Okay. Ah, okay. The kid has I made me bleed. My... <laughs> he, I got smoked straight in the face, and my glasses cut my I cut my face. So kids made me bleed, but I didn't get like knocked unconscious. Okay. Yeah, I that would that would. Be I was thinking hard. with the gator ball, it'd be hard, but. I don't know. If you got a kid that can throw a baseball eight miles an hour, I don't know. Maybe you get and you're that close. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you just yeah. wanted it to be true, Randy. I think that might have been important. I of did kind of. I thought, <laughs> and that's and that's something that uh, Josh would do. He'd get knocked out. He's so nice, and he'd get back up, and he wouldn't think twice about uh, you know getting the kid dodgeball would get his Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, the kid that made me bleed, I was up by the midline again, and I had just thrown one, and he comes up and just, like, shows a ball, and then he just backs away. He's just giving me that, I could have had you again, Kipley, but I'll let you win <laughs> this time, type of look. And it's, like, the nicest kid. Like, you never think it would be him. And So uh-huh. I went to the principal. It's like, kid made me bleed, <laughs> but you'll never guess who it was. I see the kid, and they're like, no way. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, gym class. Good memories. That's what gym class is for. I love it. All right. That was a lot of fun. True confessions. Uh, We're going to transition now into our one big thing. Uh, We'll start with you, Randy. One big thing. This is the one thing you want your students to remember and to put into action into their lives as they grow older. Uh, Randy, what's your one big thing? Uh, so I'll keep mine short and simple. It's just I, I want my kids to remember that they can always improve. There's always room to grow. No matter where you started from, you can always get better from there. Uh, no matter what it is you do, what uh, whatever they choose to do um, after they leave my, leave my classroom, uh, you can always improve. You can always be better. Um, you know. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I would say is uh, keep improving. Uh, whatever you want to do, get better at it. Don't just be uh, complacent with where you are because you can always get better. Love it. Love it. Josh, you're one big thing. Uh, especially now with COVID, mine would be uh, cherish the moments and the memories kind of be present. Last year, our seniors, they got a homecoming, but they didn't get a prom. It's like this year, I'm in kind of charge of student council, one of the leaders of it. So kind of get to talk to like the homecoming royalty kind of behind the scenes type of stuff. It was just made sure to tell them, Hey, enjoy the moment. Like it's going to go fast, but kind of be present, enjoy the moment while it's happening. Cause especially now with COVID, you never know what memories that might be taken away from you or you might not get. So enjoy the ones you don't, you do get to have. So true. And I think it's, it's a, it's such an important lesson and one they're, they're definitely learning early in life right now. And it's, it is, it's heartbreaking. So I, you know, when I think about it, it's, you almost feel, um, I don't know what the adjective is, but you, you feel badly knowing that, you know, our high school experience, we didn't have any issues close to this. And, uh, you know, how lucky we are and, and grateful we should be for our memories that we got to get um, that these kids are not getting in the same sense. And it's it's just it's it stinks. It's sad um, for these kids. But I agree 100 percent. You know, whatever moments they do get, uh, you got to cherish them because because of situations like this. And you just you don't life is unpredictable. So. So, yeah. I've always said with uh, this uh, COVID and having quarantine and stuff, uh, being a height, it would be the worst possible place in your life to be right now would be to be a high schooler. You want to leave your house whenever you can, but you're forced to stay home. It would be the worst possible time for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's weird for those seniors because they get that senioritis where they just want to be done. But at the same time, they're kind of learning to, oh, I'm 
miss school when I'm not here for two weeks or I got quarantined and I miss all my friends and kids that last year for us, they didn't have a March, April, and May. They were ready to go to college when they realized they missed seeing their friends every day, missed school. So no doubt. It's a weird dichotomy. So true. So true. All right. Love your one big things. Those, these are my favorite. Um, I love doing these with guests just, uh, and every time it's, it's a super good piece of advice. So, uh, we're going to take one last break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little football and, uh, we're going to have Josh and Randy give their shout outs. So we will be right back with that. This is Wednesday with Wade with Randy and Josh. Wade here. If you are a fan of the Warriors of Washington High, then I highly suggest you check out the podcast called The Warrior Way, led by Jeff Tobin and Grant Scouten. They visit with a member of the Washington High School community every week on Thursday that comes out, and you can find that podcast where you find your other podcasts. Again, that is called The Warrior Way. Wait here, if you are looking for a podcast that is a lot better than this one, then I suggest you check out my buddy Sean Leary and his podcast, No Credentials with Sean Leary. It is a sports podcast, a ton of fun. Uh, Check it out and you can find it where you find all your podcasts. Again, that is No Credentials with Sean Leary. We're back with Josh and Randy, episode 11, Wednesday with Wade. Now, we are on a hot streak uh, after my good friend Justin, who we love so much, uh, got the Saints against the Raiders pick wrong. We have gotten every pick right since that, um, our Monday Monday night football selections. Uh, This week, we are looking at the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just took a peek at the spread, and the Bucks are favored by four and a half. Uh, so, Josh and Randy, you guys can discuss together and come up with your pick for this week: Rams at Bucks. You know, I'm I, I'm leaning towards the Bucks here. Uh, they're at home, uh, home field advantage. Uh, uh, the Rams are coming off a big win. It's a letdown game. Uh, you know, they just beat the Seahawks. Um, Rams are good, but I just don't think they're quite on the level that the Bucks are. And Tom Brady is starting to hit a stride. Um, usually this is where he starts kicking it in and going to the playoffs. Um, what about you, John? In my notes, I put Eileen Bucks, but I'm good with whatever Randy says. <laughs> they gotta fly. They got to fly from California to Florida. And I think... Brady's had some struggles before, and I think he's going to be motivated. Record-wise, it's pretty even, so like, I'm good with going with the Bucks too. But let's just say if we were going to put money on it, I'm not putting a ton of money on it. Okay. But I'm good with going with the Bucks. Okay. I was going to go with whatever Randy said. In. <laughs> okay. Well, and, uh, and the more the Bucks win, the better it is for me. I got a uh, Super Bowl props and uh, total win props on them. So. Oh, okay. So we we need, we yeah, need drunk this to happen. So what uh, what was yep. the what was the total win total? Uh, I think it was like nine nine and a nine and a half. So they okay. got to win ten. So they're they're on win. their way. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. it's looking good, but now it's the NFL. You never know. That's true. Then the Super Bowl it was before they got Brady, so it was like plus four thousand or something oh, like that. 
Oh, uh, that, that may be too high, but uh, it was it was pretty high. Gotcha. Uh, then they got Brady in the shot back down. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to lock in Bucks. thing that scares me about the Bucks is they, they've looked great, and then they've looked like absolute trash at times. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a weird team. Um, but if they play their best and the Rams play their best, it's, it's probably bucks that come out on top. So we shall see. You got two pairs of shoulders to carry the burden with Justin. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> so, so Justin's my next door neighbor, as far as teaching goes, our classrooms are next door and he's a Vikings fan, um, like myself. And, um, he actually told me that he was almost cheering for the Vikings to lose because that's that's who my guest pick last week because he just doesn't want to be the only loser of picks so far. So he was actually almost cheering for his own team to lose. Um, so he's, <laughs> he's kind of hurting a little bit. But um, all right, so we're going to lock in Bucks. Uh, we're going to end the show here. We're going to end the episode. Any shout outs that you guys want to give? Uh, Randy, we'll start with you. What do you got? Um, I just got a couple uh, to uh, Sheila Broughton and Brittany Little. Uh, they're the other uh, fourth grade teachers I work with. Um, they're great to work with and make my job easier. Uh, they make me look better every day, um, which is an extremely hard job. <laughs> uh, so um, I'd like to give a shout out to them. Oh, and then uh, my wife also. She's uh, watching our baby Tylee right now. Um, and my wife's going to be, just uh, got tested for COVID too. So she's going to be home the next couple of days. Oh, shoot. Um, so, um, uh, I tested today and I tested negative on a rapid test, but, uh, so shout out to her. Um, she's doing a great job being a mom. Um, uh, and that's good because, um, right now, uh, she's a lot better mom than I am a dad. Okay. Love it. Love it. Shout out to Michelle. Josh, shout outs. Uh, we'll do, you know, big shout out to Jerry and Suzanne. I'm sure they'll be listening to this when, <laughs> when it goes live. So. Shout out to them. Jeremy and Lisa, hi as well. Uh, with us three, big shout out to Rose and Bernard because uh, without them, us three aren't here. So uh, that's, that's, I think the uncles our... appreciate that, even though none of them will be on Facebook to listen to this. That's but... true. So for context for the listeners, he's he's talking about our grandparents, Rose and Bernard. Yep. And then uh, just shout out to my colleagues at Red Oak Junior Senior High School. They make it fun to come to work every day and it's a blast having there and i don't know how the kids would listen to this some of the students but if they do shout out to them that they're, they're a big part of why i love my job too yeah love it so i'm gonna quick couple shout outs on my end uh one to the kipley crew um just with the theme of having josh and randy here uh we've got a wonderful family we've uh for those that don't know uh, Josh, Randy, and I, our, our dads are three of eight boys um, that somehow Rose dealt with. I don't know how, um, but she did. Your heart um, sticks. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Um, so we've got, we've got a big family. Uh, we've got, obviously, with, with eight boys, uh, we've got a big family. And uh, we don't get to see them nearly as much as we should, but um, once a year we try to get together. And uh, that's a really cool uh, family tradition that we have that I know a lot of families do not. Um, so the fact that we get to get together once a year um, is pretty special. So shout out to all the Kipley crew that are listening. 
love you guys. And then lastly, I want to give a shout out to just all the nurses and doctors uh, working harder than ever right now. Um, I don't know many nurses and doctors, but the ones I do, um, I know they're working uh, their butts off. So shout out to them with everything that we have going on. I know as teachers, we're working harder than ever, but I, I honestly can't fathom what they are going through. So so thank you for putting in the hours and the effort, um, all the nurses, doctors, people in the medical field. So there we go. There's our shout outs. This has been Wednesday with Wade, episode 11 with Josh and Randy Kipley. Thanks, guys. This has been a ton of fun. I uh, wish you guys well, Josh, figuring out remote learning, uh, Randy taking care of, of wife and daughter and, um, and the fourth graders, which I don't know how you do, uh, but thanks for doing it. Um, so, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate being on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Gal Nation, the guests and listeners of the show. This has been Wednesday with Wade, episode 11. Take care, guys.